You are now tuned in to the sounds of Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. Looking for just a little something to get into. Tired of the same old scene. Something different if you know what I mean. So when I saw you, there was no in between. You came up to me like something from out of my dreams. Deep inside my heart just tuned in to big nate sports talk the show that's on all the time anytime be sure to like comment and subscribe for all content and now ladies and gentlemen your host nathan snell bring your sports game with big nate sports talk talk <laughs> So go on, ladies and gentlemen. It is your host, Nathan Stella, Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. I hope you all had a great staying safe, dry, staying warm. Um, April's almost here. March is almost at the end. This is episode nine, season 14 of Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. Welcome. In this episode, we are previewing the number one South Carolina Lady Gamecocks versus the number two. Lady Maryland Lady Terrapins in the Elite Eight matchup. But before we get into that, there's a few things I would like to say up front. Um, I will have to re-record um, my WNBA 2.0 mock draft. Uh, Saturday, Asia Blackwell plays for the University of Baylor. Um, ruined <laughs> my plans. And uh, she is staying another year at Baylor. I'm happy for her. Uh, which, again, um, I just want to tie this in really quick. Um, I think it's very disingenuous that we have uh, current WNBA ball players that are, I wouldn't say jealous. I was maybe, I wouldn't even say envious. I, I can't really put the right, the words to put, find the right words for it. But you have to understand that the WNBA is going to be fine without these young ladies who are staying another year. If somebody gave me an NIL, an NIL offer and I had the choice to, and I had an extra year of eligibility where I can get, make, could get not one, not two, but potentially three degrees for free, I'm taking that. Like, these, these, it's no secret to see how some of the players have been 
vocal about how the league is and what needs to change. Yes, we are aware of it. They make it clear as day from flight, from, from flights fighting over hotel rooms, who got to sleep at a who's got to sleep at a hotel, who got to sleep at an airport. All these issues that are clearly beyond Kathy Engelbert. It starts with your owners, because there's no way in hell you got owners and that owned up owned teams and are broke. If that's the case, they need to sell it. But that's one that's subject for another video. Um, I think we really, really have to stop making these young ladies feel bad because they see life, they see life other than basketball. And education, ladies and gentlemen, will get you further in life than drilling a basketball or throwing a football or hitting a baseball. You get to go, and you're, and you're, you're going to school for free. <laughs> who who wouldn't take that opportunity? I know I would, but but I, but that's enough of that. Um, and I'll, I'll talk more about that in a later video. Um, you actually hear me talk. You're going to hear me talk about the WNBA mock draft. Just just so you know. Um, Saturday, uh, we faced uh, number two Notre Dame, and um, what what a beautiful, beautiful game it was. Um, it was a beautiful game. Got a haircut. I was actually watching the game at the barbershop. Um, we are in the Elite Eight. The final score, ladies and gentlemen, was 76 This shit means something to me, man. Went to the Elite Eight was 2015, um, eight years ago. And first and foremost, we really have to give this team its flowers and what it's done. Um, I cannot stress this enough. Uh, to lose 85% of your roster, particularly your starting lineup, and in the fashion it happened, it happened a couple weeks after the after the loss to Stanford in Sweet 16. You know, it started with actually uh, uh, you had Tyslana Kozlov, and she transferred. Shanice Lewis transferred, and then I thought the biggest surprise was Andrew Reese. And then what felt like to me was an expose. Uh, it was a Washington Post article that kind of painted to me, in my opinion, it painted Brenda as. Um, a bad person. Some of the things I think were said in there, I think was interpreted. Mimi Collins did not get into grad school. Um, and that triggered those that were former Terps. Vlad um, recently, um, Taylor Mike selling the cup to kind of go to Twitter and voice their frustration. Um, and I get it, but I didn't like it at the same time. Yes, Ashley was dealing with the health scare that could have killed her. Was that handled properly? No, it was not. Um, I think the way the article came out, it bothered me. And then to not only see that, but to see uh, and seeing articles questioning Brenda, why can she keep recruits at College Park? What's going on at the University of Maryland? And of transfers for, for freshmen. Um, Maryland, bottom of the other girl in the big 10, they actually picked us fourth. 
see where we're at now and to get to this point, it just speaks to everybody's brought in. One thing I will say about this team compared to last year's team, everybody it, it's a we thing, not an individual individual thing. I felt like there was a lack of trust. I felt like everybody was not brought into the plan. I felt it looked like egos out there. I'm a, I, that's just that's just my personal opinion. I'm not taking shots at anybody. I'm not calling anybody out specifically, but that's what I saw from my from my point of view. And then to see, yes, at the beginning, Diamond Miller wasn't hundred percent. Lavender Briggs, who didn't who was a part of the roster last year but didn't play uh, at all due to injury, and then this year working her way back, didn't have them at the beginning of the year. You see the rise of Bree McDaniel, who's to, in my in my opinion is no longer a fresh. She's earned gained the trust of Brenda Fries and that coaching staff. I wish I would love to see that for the other freshmen. I'm proclaiming I see that next year. But to see where this team has peaked, where this, where this team is, and not only I'm looking at Brene Alexander, who's arguably one of the best three-point shooters in the nation. I'm looking at Abby Myers coming from Princeton. We know that those Ivy League, those that Ivy League's league has some good ball players. And she came in and did and did and Emmett Miller, a game bucket, which got the attention of Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry. We beat them 74 72. The second half to me was key. This was a this was a, a Notre Dame team that did not have we talked about not having Olivia Miles for them, but let's not forget about Dara Mabel, who's also off for the season. I told you the key, everything was going to run through Sonia Centron, and it did. She had 24 points in that first matchup against uh, against us. She scored six of those 13s in that in that in the game. We were aggressive. I have 31 points like she did in the first matchup. But for, for me, I, I thought, in the, particularly in the first quarter, first half, uh, starting the first quarter, I thought we did everything right. Um, 12 of Notre Dame's 14 points came within the paint. Um, we were we were out rebounded by eight rebounds. Um, to me, it it really showed um, our speed and transition was going to be key winning the game, going up against Notre Dame. Party saw in the first quarter, Maryland forced them to roll over eight times. Then once Coach Ivory calmed everybody down. I told you she likes to put at times the, the, the offensive lineup and then the defensive lineup out there. They stuck to what their identity is. Get the ball inside and slow and slow the game down. That's their that's their identity. And there are times where Maryland looked looked lackadaisical. That second quarter, arguably from watching them this whole year, was completely, completely disgusting. They are a 13-0 run. And they got four turnovers, and they got easy and they got easy baskets. She had six. Sonia Central had six points of that of, on that third of that of that thirteen points when they won that run. And I, I just think that we didn't get any type of response from for offense. I told you that no, that starting five is key. It goes as far as. It can take this team, and didn't get a lot from Dot Miller at first in that first half. It did not, 
our, our transition game looked off. We gave up a lot of second chance points to uh, to to the Irish. Fighting Irish, we were down. We were up. We were down eight. When she called that timeout, she brought in Bree McDaniel, who had who brought a who brought a big spark of energy. Then you had Diamond Miller, Brene Alexander, starting to pick it up, and we closed the half. We were down one, and the fact that we came came right back out. We were aggressive by what. We forced turnovers. We used our speed. We used the transition and our speed. When you, on the first three possessions for Notre Dame, there were all three turnovers. And then, um, unfortunately, we, we didn't capitalize on those three turnovers. Cheyenne Sellers, same thing in the third quarter. Timmy found her rhythm. She had seven of their 13 second half points. Then we were up two. And then from there... Then that's to me. That's when your stars. This is when this is when your, your money's made. This is where your your stock goes up. Um, I mean, Diamond Miller took over the game. I, I mean, we Notre Dame was in foul trouble with their bigs on the bench. The game kind of slipped away. Notre Dame had no answers for them in the second half. They, they as a cohesive, turned the ball over twenty five times. That that's not winning you basketball games. I can't defend that. What do you want me to say to that? That you you have to look at it from this perspective. You you have to credit Maryland's defense, but I also too thought I, I would like to see Coach Ivory use a timeout to kind of to kind of regroup them, and I, I kind of felt like the game kind of just went away. From them at that second half, they just there's there's no way to explain it. Um, there, uh, to me, uh, defensively, the game I knew the game was truly over. You know, in the last two minutes, last five minutes of the third quarter, they didn't allow a field goal had to happen. Two points in the last five minutes. I mean, five steals, three blocks in the second half. That's that's immaculate defense. That was immaculate defense. We were up 12 going into the fourth quarter. We outscored them by five points. And the game was practically over by then. I, I mean, you you really, really have to give Notre Dame some credit. Their size definitely gave us some trouble. But when we established, I tell you, that press defense is some of the best defense I've ever seen. It definitely made them uncomfortable. You could You saw it the decision making with passing the ball. We scored 16 points off their 15 in the that's that second half. And they 16 points off their 15 turnovers. We all scored them, I think it was 45-27. And then I look at it, Shine again, Shine Diamond Miller. They are your first and second option, other than Abby Myers. They took over the game. That's the stars to show up and shine the most. They had a combined triple, practically a triple double, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. The two just combined. And they the defense was hard, was, was hard on them. But again, to me, I, I need them in this game tonight against South Carolina. And I'm going to tell you why. 
with that, listen, South Carolina is one of the best programs in the nation. No disputing that. But understand this, ladies and gentlemen. The first time we saw North South Carolina, Aaliyah, um, excuse me, Diamond Miller did not play. This is a Maryland team that was still figuring out what works best for them in terms of lineups. Remember, we're transitioning. We don't have an Angel Reese out there. We don't have an Ashley Wusu or Mimi Collins or a Chloe Vitton. We're working with transfers. Abby Myers, Brittany Alexander. You don't have Lavender Briggs at 100%. You're rolling with what you, with your best lineup, what you have out there. A lot of people forget that. A lot of people also forget in that first matchup, we were down six at halftime. It didn't get out of hand until the fourth quarter. Abby Myers had 21 points in that game, if I remember correctly. But again, South Carolina, their size and their strength was just too flat out much for us. We lost that game. I will concede that. Aaliyah Boss had a double-double. We had 32 rebounds compared to their 55, if I remember that stat correctly. I can't defend that. What do you want me to say to that? And you you have to you you really have to understand this team is a different team than what was the last time. I think this team is peaking at the right time. Listen, South Carolina they've they've played some really interesting teams. They beat the number sixteen seed Norfolk State. Then they beat uh, South Florida um, by thirty two and thirty one points respectively, and then. Uh, just being UCLA uh, the other night in the Swiss. So um, statistically, when you, you look at the score, their owners, I think it's almost like by 30 points, um, which made us look it was a competition because we lost by 25, if I remember correctly, in that game. Um, I got a stat for you. South Carolina starting five. The four years they've been together, the the core five, I think have had 132 starts compared to our four. That doesn't phase me. South Carolina, say what you want. Don Staley has built a program down there. That is first in rebounding and blocks. We faced Arizona, Notre Dame, South Carolina. I don't see this as a David and Goliath matchup. I don't. Maryland found other ways to win against Arizona and Notre Dame by what? Utilizing speed and transition. That's what minimized the impact on those two games. South Carolina, I get it. Carmelo Cardarzo, Aliyah Boston. Two of the most, arguably two best post players in the league, the nation. Not disputing that. We, you're asking for us to really battle with them. And for four, at the, this current team right now, for 40 minutes, is going to give, is going to grit and grind and give you everything they're going to. They're going to make, I don't see a blowout in this game. I don't. Yes, we're in their backyard. It's a it's a home practically a home game for them. I'm not phased by that. I I mean, 
the same, same thing. Um, to me, this should this should mentally we should be ready for this because practically we've been in Greenville since Friday, so I'm not bothered by that. Mostly everybody will pick up. And if you look at this year's March, my, if you look at the brackets, a lot of upsets. I think this this is the first time since 2009, maybe 2010, where the Sweet 16 didn't include all four number one seeds. Another stat I want to give you. We're nine and four. Five wins against top tended seeded teams. That didn't get happened, I think, the year when we won the national championship. If we win this game, that'll be our seventh final four appearance. South Carolina's looking to get the Dallas, but so are we. Not phased by that. You know what also gives you motivation? Because that head coach in, uh, for LSU, Kim Mulkey, great coach, no no beef, respecter. Practically, in last night's presser said, oh, two, it's going to be two SEC teams in the Final Four. Okay. If, if I'm Brenda, if I'm in Brene, Lav, Diamond, that would piss me off. That would motivate me to play better. Because what we're not going to do is sit here and act like Maryland can't doesn't have a chance to surprise some teams because it has. A lot of people picked Notre Dame to beat Maryland. Didn't happen. Some picked Arizona. Didn't happen. We're not the same Maryland team during the beginning of the season, as I stated earlier. Said happening this time. This team is ready from it is ready. This team is peaking at the right time go out there and play basketball for 40 minutes and one thing whether we want to like one thing we can say this whether you want to like it or not brenda freeze is going to get her whether people like that or not because to be in this moment that's what a good coach does that's what a good program that's how a, a program remains successful when you have players that are brought in and you trust one another. It's a we thing, not an individual thing. But with that being said, I'm going to give you two scores. South Carolina advances to the final four, Maryland Maryland upsets the number one ranked South Carolina Gamecocks and it goes goes to Dallas and faces Iowa in a part four rematch. Maryland surprises South Carolina on a game-winning three. 73-69. 75-72. I see that. To the sponsor of the podcast, being the Sports Talk Podcast, 
and that is Zagnef Apparel. Do you want to dress like you're famous? Well, why don't you mosey on down, excuse me, and check out Zagnef Apparel where you can be famous. You can enjoy a nice 15% off discount code with my code, Big Nate. 15% off. Again, check out Zagnef Apparel where you can dress like your face is our sponsor of today's episode. The following is a presentation of Zagnef Productions, LLC. Introducing Zagnif Apparel. Our comfortable line of leisure wear and athletic wear will have you comfortable and stylish at any occasion. Whether you're at the gym, out shopping, or just relaxing at home. Whether you're an athlete or just want to lay around the house, we've got the perfect outfit for you. Stop by our website today and pick up your favorite pieces. Zagnif Apparel. Dress like you're already famous. Again, thank you to Zagnif Apparel for being a sponsor of Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you can enjoy a nice 15% off using my code Big Nate. Go out and check Zagnif Apparel. Dress like you want to be famous. Some good merchandise. I actually need to go out there, go on the website and check to see what's available. Um, let's get into final message. Incoming message. Thoughts are running through my mind. Someone took some time to find a minute or two to organize. You know, I really would like to take this final message and um, give Brenda Freeze her flowers. You know, if you asked me a year ago, where would this Maryland team be? I would give you the honest answer and say, I don't know. Um, to see where we're at now and all the criticism that she's had to deal with, whether it be from fans, whether it be from social media or through former players um, that were a part of the team a couple years ago, um, to lose 85% of your rock, they're starting five, yet one returning senior, senior, a rising sophomore, and you're surrounded by practically new faces and you're now in this position to get to elite eight that's that speaks greatness that speaks there's a trust there and again we can agree people have this or some people differently but whether this or not brenda free silent were really the Maryland Terrapins, excuse me, silenced the critics. This team is brought in. It's a fact. And people have made it really clear to go, oh, what does that team look like now? What does that team look like now? Now that they're not, not seeing the world last year. 
we know some of the personal stuff Coach Freeze has gone through to go to win your 19th consecutive game. See, 19 consecutive years, you've won 20 or more games. And all the adversity as a team, they, are, they deserve their roses. The winningest coach of this program, beating Notre Dame, beating Arizona, beating Holy Cross, and to now get a rematch against South Carolina and potentially going on to face that coach, uh, coach uh, Lisa for Iowa and Dallas. <laughs> that speaks to greatness to me. So whether people want to accept it or not, we're still here. And I'm happy that Brenda is in this moment. I'm happy for her. More importantly, I'm happy for the team. Because when you see the, the 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 awareness and when you see everybody just trusting one another, and more importantly, there's there's a bond there. This team has without a shadow of a doubt defied what the legacy is for Maryland Terrapin. And if people don't like that, oh well. But I'm proud of this. I am very proud of this team. But I want to enjoy this game. And I got to celebrate and, and celebrate because it felt great watching them win. And the fact that we're now in the Elite Eight. And most people can't say anything now. Greatness is in the air. But um, that's going to conclude the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Be tuned for future episodes. Um, please like, comment, subscribe. You will check out the uh, other episodes. I'll have a, I'll have those recorded tonight. Oh, I have to painfully um, talk about the men's um, basketball team. Um, Got to get that video out as well. But um, check out the other, please like, comment, subscribe. Check out the other content if you're not already on the channel. Um, you can catch episodes 10, 11, and 12, hopefully up by tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Um, this episode is recorded. Um, I'm going to have a talk with my producers about still, uh, I think this will be the format going forward, just recording episodes. Um, but until then, um, go Terps, because at the end of the day. <laughs> but they don't know, they don't know, they don't know.
Thank you for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Talk. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to see more content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Bring your sports game on Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. I want to thank you. I want to thank you, yeah. I want to thank you. For all the times you put up with me. Thank you. And you helped me retain my sanity. Thank you. I want to thank you. And I want to thank you. All I want to do is say thank you. For everything you do.